What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Hidden Falls Media Experience episode. Today, I'm joined by somebody that if you don't know yet, you're going to very, very shortly, not just from the podcast, but from exploding inside the digital marketing realm. But before we get into today's call, I do want to remind you of the fee. I don't run you any BS ads. We don't try to pitch you some course you don't need on digital marketing. What we do for you is we deliver the highest quality content for you from some of the industry leaders, both inside that you've heard of and hopefully some new voices that you haven't heard of yet. And today, I think we hit that right on the spot. Jordo has been developing drop funnels for a little over a year now. And we're going to get into a story, get into why and what he's doing is so impactful inside the digital marketing space. So if you run funnels, if you have any interest in digital marketing applying to your business, this is definitely the show for you. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jordo on. Jordan, man, what's going on? Happy to I'm, have you I'm here. I'm stoked to be here, man. I'm, I'm glad you brought me on. Appreciate it. Me too. Um, for those that are listening only, he's got probably the most uh, crazy and ludicrous video set up for a Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's all good, man. Yeah, it's uh, I, I came from a filmmaker's uh, background. So as I mentioned before, we hit record is I actually have a three. Th- it's it's virtually a three thousand dollar webcam. Uh, it's a, a Cine lens that I actually filmed a, a feature length documentary on. And then uh, now that I've moved into the digital marketing space, it's now just my webcam. So it looks really good, but I don't recommend it to anyone to get a three thousand dollar webcam. Don't don't go that far. What got uh, well one? What was your documentary about? It's called Church of Felons. Uh, it's up on Amazon Prime. Um, and it's a story of addiction in one specific area of Western Wisconsin. Um, and it's kind of the story of four multi-offense felons who really did some pretty horrendous things. Um, and like, what, what does life look like after addiction? And so we kind of had a, a heart for, for, those, uh, for those people, not only for the victims, but also the people that, you know, just got sucked into a really dark world. Mm. and how it's more prevalent than most people even realize friends neighbors family members having hidden or public addictions uh, and whatnot so i wanted to kind of expose that and um, actually used a lot of digital marketing strategies to get that film to even win awards and be seen in something like 40 countries and uh and it's really cool so it's amazing how any project that you do when you understand marketing can be amplified by you know by those strategies what was the most surprising thing when you were doing that? Well, in the film, if people watch it, there is a the district attorney that was prosecuting these felons, specifically in this county. It, it's funny. There's a really crazy twist inside of there that, like, sometimes what comes around, what, what goes around comes around, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll find that there's a, a pretty uh, ironic twist of of a choice that he made that put him back into the same position that they were. Whoa. So, so when he's prosecuting them and then suddenly you realize, you know, something comes up and, you, and, and he, he makes a pretty foolish choice himself and then the tables are turned. So it's a pretty twisted. Wow. Pretty twisted cool. story. What a way to find yourself, man. There's so much synchronicity in the world that happens around us. And it's so fascinating to me when those things align up like that. Yeah. It, and it we, we feel like divine interventions real. Yeah. And I mean, it's a perfect example of that. If, and I filmed it over about two and a half years. If I had not gone that long, I, the stories would not have developed in the way mm-hmm. that they that they did. So, and I th- I think honestly, man, when it comes down to having a digital business, regardless of what people are doing, if it's an offer or a marketing system or whatever the model happens to be, there's power in longevity. Mm-hmm. There's power not only in longevity but also in environment. That if you can stay in a spot long enough and hang on, like regardless of how co- competitive it is 
or uh, whether you're winning or not winning, it's like time is a is is the greatest revealer of truth. Yeah. And so I think people need to hang on to things a little bit longer than they even imagine they should, because things change over time. Time and pressure will will change a lot. Dude, well, we get bombarded with all these digital marketers that are like, oh, we can 100x your Ross overnight. And that message is being repeated so often gets ingrained of like, this is the new standard. So when I don't meet up to that standard, then the discouragement comes and the self-limiting beliefs and everything else. And you're like, oh, dude, I just can't take it anymore. Like, I feel like I'm screwing something up instead of you're 100% right, just staying in there and not grinding because it creates friction, but just being in the crucible long enough to witness and be comfortable there, be comfortable with the idea that it's going to take a little bit of time. Ethically speaking, I think it's probably one of the most deplorable things that marketers do is really push the hustle culture. Yeah. And I just stand against it even very publicly that, I mean, look at every study about all trading and rhythms, um, about energy balances and frequencies and flows. And even if you aren't into like the, the science behind it, when you are working point blank, any more than 40 sometimes in the low end 40, but anything more than 55 hours a week, you're entirely ineffective. Yeah. And like the hustle culture is like, you need to do more. You need to push more. You need to work harder. You need to buy more courses. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lie. It's just a lie. And frankly, when you, when you see a, a new guru pop up saying, Hey, here's how I did X, Y, Z, and you can do it overnight. That person, if their results are legitimate is often the result of years and yeah. years of pushing for that. And we just need to paint an accurate picture truth just matters so much to me, you know, and within my own ethics, it's like we, in our marketing, we don't say that anything's easy. In fact, we say it's hard and our conversions drop because of that. But the people who come in, they recognize, Hey, there's more expected of me. I need to be a different person who does different things to get what I truly want. And there is no push button. There is no magical Facebook ad copy science cheat sheet blueprint. It just isn't like these are tactics and tactics are, are, are cheap, but when you're guided by principles and by truth, you are setting different expectations for yourself. If you, if you launch a McDonald's franchise, you're going to need a, a, about $1.8 million in liquid assets in cash to, to make that happen. And you're likely not going to make anything sometimes for a couple of years. That's the type of expectation that entrepreneurs need to have, even in the digital space. Is it easier to be a digital marketer than the huge outlay of cash of a physical business? Technically, yes. Like you don't have to put in a million bucks in cash to start a digital business. And that's the beauty of it and why people are attracted to it. But we need to have the same expectation of the work required, not the over hustle, not working 80 hour weeks necessarily. If someone wants to do that, you can do that. But you know, for me, it's like, hey, look, slow up, slow down, fast up, fast down. And I think we need to have lower highs and higher lows, Yeah. you know, to, to be sustainable and to get what we truly want over time. Yeah, I, I got to admit, dude, I bought into the hustle culture for a really long time of like, dude, you just got to work more. And it's like, that's just, it, does, it never really equated for me. Like, and what I ended up finding was that if I could control my mornings, the first 30 minutes of my morning and the last 30 minutes of my day, everything else seemed to fit inside of there and putting more strict boundaries and more their personal core values of like, I'm not going to work on Sunday. I'll put in a few hours on Saturday just to kind of catch things up, get ready for the week ahead of me. 
But at the end of the day, like I'm not going to bust my butt every single day for 12 hours. It's just, it's not, not the way I want to set up my life. And it's not what the freedom and the joys of entrepreneurship are supposed to bring constantly being in that state of just overwork. And I'm, I actually have a manuscript about that, that it, it'll, I'll put it out as a book probably in the next quarter or so, but it's what I call the secret seven. And I think you'd, you'd be interested in it primarily because like for me, I only work six hours a day in four 90 minute sprints total. So mm-hmm. it's like perfectly aligned in the all trading rhythm. And so I work six hours a day, six days a week. And every six weeks I take a week off. And then once a year, I take a month off. So go into that a little bit. You mentioned all training rhythm. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. Happy to dive in. So the, the, the guy who kind of researched and discovered the circadian rhythm, the, the, the REM cycle when you're sleeping sure. uh, around these periods of 90 minutes of high frequency uh, brain activity and about 20 to 30 minutes of low frequency activity that happens when you're sleeping, right? That same balance is what he calls the altradian rhythm during the day. Mm. So our brains are still doing that same thing. And like the, like the fabrication of the hustle culture is that you can be effective by working nonstop for 16 hours a day. You can't, there isn't a human being, maybe, maybe Tony Robbins is close to that, but that but guy the work that went into developing him though. He's yeah. millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of hours developing who he is. It's and it's like it's lunacy to think that any of us should instantly subscribe to that model when we haven't done that pre-work, right? Mm-hmm. He is a perfect example of an extreme athlete. He really is an extreme athlete. Like Olympic level perseverance and physical yeah. sustainability of that activity. So in the ultradian rhythm, the it's the same balance. So what I preach from the rooftops, even though this is outside of drop funnels and, and when I, what I teach to my teams, what I teach to entrepreneurs who want better life balance, it's this very beautiful and simple methodology of, of formatting your days. And it's based on the ultradian rhythm of these high frequency and low frequency periods. And you'll have four sprints. So it's four sprints throughout the day. Beyond that, you're not being effective, but it's distraction-free, diligent, time where there's no cell phones. There's, there's no multiple tasks. It's one task that you do for up to 90 minutes and then a 20 to 30 minute rest period where you go take a walk or cool off and let your brain get off of that task. Then back in for, for 90 minutes total, no more than that. And you have up to those four a day. And I promise you, if you subscribe to that for three days, you'll get more done in those three days than you did the last three weeks. I love it. It's incredible. So with that, and it's more aligned in my core values, is that I take a day off the seventh day. It's kind of why I call this the secret seven, but I take that seventh day off entirely. So Friday nights for me is a wind down. We have a family meal. And then all day Saturday, I don't do a thing outside of like for work related. I don't take calls. I don't do any of that. And that's dedicated family time. Um, and then Sundays typically... I know a lot of people take Sundays off and when I do, you can just subscribe to whatever model you want, but into the evening of the previous week, I'll vision cast into the future week. And it's amazing when people, it's hard to get into because we're used to working yeah. nonstop and like eight hour days and nine hour days, 10 hour days. But when you, uh, when you prescribe or subscribe to a more balanced model, you realize, wow, I don't need to work a lot and I can get more done at the same time. What was the, so you mentioned vision casting. Um, is that a visualization practice for you? So specifically um, as it relates to like weekly planning and whatnot. So I work in really a six day week. 
So it's a six days, six hours each day. And then that seventh day is that vision casting, like that vision casting or the sixth work day, whatever that is. And it's about like forecasting the week. What do I need to achieve to know I'm being successful? Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not really work. It's creating what you want to have happen this week and be very diligent in writing down exactly what needs to be happening. And the same thing on a weekly schedule. So working six weeks and then your seventh week is a vision week. Go travel somewhere, go to an event, go on the beach and you can still be doing some things related to your business and things need to continue to function. But even in that seventh week, say, what do I want to achieve in this next six week sprint? Because you'll, you'll often, when you, when you do that, get more done by future pacing what you need to achieve and, and doing that during that time um, than you've done probably sometimes in previous years mm. by setting yourself up for that. And really not only deciding, but following through on the things that really matter. I mean, there's countless amount of time just being completely wasted from most of our schedules, complete waste of time, long meetings, drawn out calls, uh, blogging, starting massive YouTube audiences, doing all these things that can draw benefit, but you got to think, is it the maximum benefit? What got you started down this path? Was this when you started drop funnels or was this way beforehand that you started doing all this kind of internal mental work? Yeah. So I actually started as an affiliate marketer um, for, for a long time. And there's always going to be a point in time for most affiliates that they have to decide, all right, I'm done making money for other people and I can keep hundred percent of it. Right. So that's, that's a beautiful pivot point for, for entrepreneurs. But I realized like for years, man, I was just so out of balance, like deep into the hustle culture as you were not like even taking on projects that were outside of alignment of my vision and values and, and what I feel is authentic to me even having business partners that I didn't even like, like people I didn't like to be around. It's a, it's the, it's the worst version of selling out is to be in the hustle culture, doing things that that aren't aligned with you outside of your vision for your life, just for the potential of making money is the worst version of selling out. So when I left that world behind and really drop funnels is, is an example of a project that's built around this model is I just decided I'm never going to not like what I'm doing because when you like what you're doing, you do it with joy, with excitement, Mm -hmm. and you make a ton more money. I'm making more now than I ever have ever in being completely out of alignment, not enjoying what I'm doing, being around crappy people. And it's to your own demise. It's a bad model to follow. And you just have to decide really for yourself what, what matters end of the day. And as you and I both age, it's like, okay, time is not on our side. It doesn't matter what age you are. It's not on your side. Now's the time to be living, even if it, if, even if it means you're not making as much as possible for you. You have to subscribe and create a model that gets you excited to wake up every day. Otherwise, you're, you're literally selling out. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I think it's just too costly. One of the things I noticed is that you hit on all five of the major intrinsic motivators, mm-hmm. right? We have purpose, passion, curiosity, autonomy, and mastery. I heard all of that inside of what you were talking about and how you've really connected with those and found a way to develop a life and businesses and just ways to fuel yourself and fuel your creativity around those. So that way it's not all based and those external motivators and those traps that we were talking about earlier. 
people projecting the 100x Ross, right? In order to show, hey, I've got the wealth, I have the fame, I've got the pretty lady, I've got everything that social media land tells us I should value. Mm. But when we flip that on its head is where we really find happiness within entrepreneurship. And we can really start to identify who we are and where we're going a lot better. And it wasn't until I was super, I did, uh, I'm super big into float therapy tanks. Mm. And I found a lot of those answers for myself doing that. Yeah, I, I don't have any of those near me. It's uh, I'm up uh, near kind of like northern uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota area, and we have frozen lakes. So that's the best correlation. <laughs> so you can go float in a lake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very cold lakes. So I'd love to try that. But I, I think it's like uh, the the castle should that you live in is a very dangerous place to live. Living in should mm. is living someone else's life. And frankly, that should never happens because it's not real. It just is not reality. Once you, I heard one guy, and I think it's on a Joe Rogan podcast. He said, every man has two lives. And the second one starts when he realizes he only has one. So we start our lives in, in one frame, believing certain things. And you've, you really, as soon as humanly possible, need to recognize and decide that all the social media stuff is BS. It's all BS. Yeah. No one tells you the truth of themselves, their own limiting beliefs, their own weaknesses, until the person becomes self-aware enough to say, I'm going to go on social media to use it for what it's intended, but not to derive any worth or value or uh, prescription or, or, or deciding that like the prescription for my pain is to share or buy into the lies that exist on. So, and, and everyone says that, right? Everyone says that social media is fake, but not everyone believes it. And uh, there's this hilarious um, Instagram channel called Baller Busters. And it cracks me up because they just expose all these guys who are, are just ripping people off. And it's, it's all, and it's just a good reminder. So I subscribe. I like follow those guys, mostly because it's funny. Um, but it's really sad how, how many people think, especially when they're new to digital marketing, how much the fraudsters can find their way into your channels, you know, and paint the picture of just what, what is not reality. And you can have all those things. You can, but the path isn't to do what they're telling you to do because most of what they're doing is fake. Right. They don't have jets. Do they, do you know how much a jet costs? Do you know, do you know what these mansions cost? And you think that like your little like e-com course or something is, is the way to paint the picture for, for owning a jet. Come on, dude. It's, like we need to step into realism, you know, but you can have a beautiful wife. You can have a, an amazing family. If you can have beautiful kids. My wife's pregnant right now. She could literally pop during this podcast recording. So thanks, man. Uh, but it's, it's like, number one. Uh, this is three for us. Three. Actually. I know it's three. It's insane. Um, That's awesome. She'd have 20 if it were up to her though. So it's like, you can have everything that you want in your life. Just don't want what other people have. It's like a cardinal sin. Yeah. You know, want what you want, go get what you want, decide what you want and then go get it. It's those internal motivators, man, versus the external every time. The ones that cause us the most emotional knots, but I want to get into drop funnels because this is something that's new to me and that I want to start checking out more on my own. But what in the world got you riled up and wanted to start doing this? Yeah. So we're all familiar with a guy named Russell Brunson who's an absolute genius marketer, like one of the best salesmen alive, one of the best digital marketers alive, period, right? So he came out 
uh, and I had used ClickFunnels for uh, for several years. Sales funnels have been around for over a hundred years. Like they're, he brought it into like a way to to do digital marketing without all the programming. But before that existed, we were building sales funnels in HTML and custom design. You need programmers. You need tech. It was really really difficult. And so actually at that time we were building them in WordPress. So WordPress powers 34% of the internet. It solves 80 to 90% of the indexing issues that Google faces by default. Um, it has incredible scale, very powerful, very fast loading, but it's very technical. So at that time we had to have programming teams and all that and very, very difficult to, to be figuring out marketing if you're not a technical person. So we are building that and it's the tech that helps you to rank and to sell stuff, period. It's the infrastructure. Then good old RB comes out with the solution to bringing sales funnel psychology into the tech world. And so launched ClickFunnels and six or so years ago, and there's been lots of others that have kind of come onto the scene, you know, because of the popularity of that, of the platform. And he brought the sales psychology into the tech world. It's like, oh, awesome. Now I can build visually, I can visually design pages and I can sell my stuff online. And then, but there's, there's, there's critical flaws. It's built on a, on a system called Ruby on Rails. And what people need to understand is the foundation of your business is your, your tech. The tech that you build on is critical. It's the same as like the house on the rock and the house on the sand. A beautiful house, even on the sand, when a, wind, when a storm comes, it's going to get blown over. So in that way, sales, traditional sales funnel builders that are custom coded, they have a lot of intrinsic flaws that uh, kind of compare them, I'd compare them to being like a house on a sand where your pages load super slow. So your, your traffic actually costs more. You lose sales because it's a bad customer experience. You can't actually build visually what you want to build because you, the, the tools aren't intended right. for that. There's a huge learning curve when you're getting into it really initially. It can't rank very well in Google at all. So you're sacrificing almost 100% of your organic sales that should exist. And on top of that, there's URL redirect issues. Like if, because it's built in their URL uh, hierarchy structure, it's actually a redirect. So you'll get your ad account shut down and not know why it's actually your, your sales funnel builder. So I was looking back uh, two or three years ago, I said, wait a second, we've got WordPress. It's powerful. Google loves it. Facebook loves it. It's fast, highest conversions of any platform that exists. And then we have like sales funnel builders that has the psychology, but not the tech. And then I realized one day, why on earth, why don't, why don't we just connect these two? Why doesn't anyone just connect these two? Um, and not like embedded sales funnels onto a WordPress page or anything. I'm talking about like a truly powerful all-in-one solution. And I searched and it didn't exist. It literally didn't exist. There's plugins for that. There's servers and hosting and tech all required with WordPress. And I thought, man, there's a lot of people. A lot of my friends are having the same issues, ad account shutdowns uh, or needing full tech teams to go that way. And I was like, why don't I just bring this together? So it took a thousand bucks. And I hired a, a little development team to create a minimum viable product for it. And I took it to the market and they went gangbusters over it. So at that point, we had started uh, an all-in-one solution. So there's no servers, no plugins, no themes, no tech, no code, anything. I wanted to eliminate all of that that exists in WordPress, but let you build sales funnels. And so now we've, over the last year, we've, we've grown by, last year we grew by 10.4x. Um, growing to thousands of users on the platform and inside now you can build what you should take us months to build in a day 
You can build courses, all visual drag and drop, uh, all your sales funnels, your site, your blog, link tracking built in. You can actually sell stuff and deliver it all within the same platform. And it really became the solution that I wanted all those years ago. And that I think some of the founders of these other sales funnel platforms wanted. It's what they wish that they had built, but now it exists without any of the headache and giving you really the best of both worlds all in one. Why do you think they stopped in that process? Do you think it was just too difficult for them? And you know, some developer told them, ah, it's really easier to go with this way versus the other and you'll be able to launch faster versus truly focusing on the solution. That's a tough question to answer. Um, I think there's a, probably at the time, that was the best solution that they thought would be scalable. But Ruby on Rails and like Magento and Joomla and some of these other like non, non-WordPress-based platforms or even just base, if, like if, if, you're, if you're not building on pure HTML, there's bloat, period. Without going super technical, these baseline architectures, the code base themselves, cause intrinsic issues by default. You start with a fresh installation of, of, of some of these and building on top of it, it really is sand, right? And so it's going to be slow. It's going to be bloated. It's going to be buggy. It's going to be difficult and technical. And, and with that, you own your infrastructure. But I think generally speaking, it's kind of like building, uh, building a, a house of cards in, yeah. in some respects. That's awesome, man. I, uh, I never would have thought about that combination but it's super effective and it's something I'm really, really excited to try out myself. So I'm, I'm super pumped to get in there and play around a little bit with it. Yeah. And there's, there's a, it's, it's much more advanced than uh, other sales funnel builders. So I always tell people like, really give it, give it the time that it, that you need and that it deserves really to, to learn that system. Sure. Um, there's a learning curve with it and we're always looking on, simplifying it while keeping the advanced options there because WordPress straight up, it's, it's more advanced. It's more powerful. And with that, you know, you don't want to log in for 15 minutes, click around and hope that you'll be shooting money out of your computer. Um, and that's the danger of the marketing gurus who claim. Where is control P right? Yeah, exactly. Just print it off sheets at <laughs> yeah. a time. Yep. So, so for us, I say, give it, give it the time, give it a month. Like if you've got other, we have a one-click import from ClickFunnels and you can just kind of optimize it. There's some things you'll want to kind of adjust to, to help sure. kind of scale that forward. Um, there's hundreds of templates. There's an amazing community. The support is off the chain. It's what people rave about. But it's like really give it the go. It's like if you were to date someone for 15 minutes, how fruitful do you think that relationship would be right. versus giving it the time it really needs? Jordan, man, I have one more question for you before we're going to wrap this up, okay? And I've been asking this to people that have been on the podcast recently because last year was a shit show for so many people. And I think it really allowed us to get a good pulse internally of what matters to us at a deep level and kind of clear out all the waste that doesn't mean anything. So if you had a prayer for the world, and prayer doesn't have to be religious, it can be just kind of like a wish or a hope for the world right now, what would it be? I, I would... And I genuinely do believe and hope and pray that people start believing in themselves. Mm. And I think there's a real lack of belief, mostly because of imposter syndrome and comparison theory. It's like comparison is the thief of happiness. When people stop believing in themselves and start believing in others, it becomes this codependent, really dangerous relationship 
where you don't need anybody and there's nothing wrong with you. There just isn't. There's development. There's things you can learn, things you can do to grow. Subscribe to investing in yourself, not in other people, because you're the only, you're going to be with you for life. Everything else can come and go. And man, I just want people to, in in all of our trainings and all of our tools that we build, it's built on you being the hero of your, of your story. So I hope that people believe that they tattoo it on their forehead for all I care, but start believing that you are the answer, not anyone else, no external tool. It's you and, and what you can do. That's amazing. Thank you so much for being here today, man. Where can people find you online? How can they learn more about drop funnels? So we got a great group at a Facebook, a Facebook group. So people can search drop funnels and join that for free. Go to dropfunnels.com and we do have a free uh, trial for people to get going and start learning it and implementing. Um, and also some really incredible like training and resources. There's so much to dive into, but I'd say probably the best starting point would be to grab, grab an account and start going through some of our fast start training, which really breaks down exactly how to build sales funnels, how to scale your business online. And when people dive into it, it like the light bulb will go off at some point. And that's the moment you can say, wow, this is, it's just a tool. It's not the end all be all really. It is you remember, but uh, for you to be the hero, it's, it's almost like moving from a bicycle to a rocket powered motorcycle (laughs) or something. And so when that moment clicks, I think people will be very pleasantly surprised with, with what they can do now versus before. That's amazing. And thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Guys, I told you that was going to be incredible and we didn't disappoint on that. Make sure you go follow Jordan. Make sure you learn about drop funnels and my call to action for you, as always, go make somebody smile today. It's amazing what type of impact it can have on their life. Catch you in the next episode.